Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Welcome to the Ad News Podcast. You guys probably haven't heard from me before. My name is Nicola Riches, the Associate Publisher of Ad News. I don't normally get wheeled out for these kind of things, leaving it to our more expert journalists. But on this occasion, I thought I would make a little appearance. And today I am interviewing Melissa Matheson, editor of Goat, and Kane Reken, who is commercial director of Goat. Is that right, Kane? That's your title? Yes, digital commercial director correct fantastic so we're here today um, to talk about the um the one year anniversary of goat goat's been in the market for one year now and uh, melissa as editor came from a strong journo background so working across news corp and telegraph and was editor of mx sydney and kane has been working on uh, goat for the last two years um not just as commercial director in the last year, but in the year previous, actually working on the build of the product. Um, his background was at the Daily Mail here, Daily Mail in the UK. He's also worked agency side, so he knows um, he knows both sides of the fence. Uh, so, yeah, just to kick off, guys, welcome. Thank welcome you. Today. Thank you. Um, Shall we, we go back to the very beginning and the launch of GOAT? And um, talk about what Nova's um, intention was and what the what the purpose of the of launching Goat was. Kane, can you? Yeah, talk really to good. That? Thanks, thanks for having us. Great to be here. Um, really exciting. I think for us with Goat, it was really identifying uh, an opportunity for us to further extend our influence uh, and also understand the relationships we already currently have with millennials. So across our Nova Entertainment ecosystem, we reach 1.88 million millennials every single week. And for us, it was really looking at how how can we build on that relationship, continue that conversation uh, with different uh, digital platforms, which enable us to kind of build out our ecosystem? Uh, we know the world's going digital. Uh, for us, we have really strong radio brands in, in Nova and Smooth, um, but we understand the future needs to be in, in the digital space. So really investing, trying, and being able to create uh, complementary businesses that kind of work uh, against our total ecosystem. Sure. And um, tell us about, I think you said, um, we, you know, talking before that there was some research that you guys did into this market that you have flagged some interesting things and kind of propelled you into launching this. Can you can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So before we undertook this project, we uh, did uh, a three-part research study to really understand the behaviours of millennials, how they read content, how they share content, and also what they expect from publishers. 
uh, on the back of that, yeah, as you say, some really interesting insights, which really kind of identified the opportunity for us. Um, it was in both parts, I guess, the the opportunity as a consumer in terms of what we could deliver for a, a reading or experience or a listening or a viewing experience, but also understanding the the opportunity, I guess, with advertisers and, and brands. Um, we kind of identified that there was a gap in the market for more integration into to publishers uh, and giving brands a, a greater opportunity to access and influence our audience. So it was two part. And I think uh, from that insight and, and research that we've seen, um, you get the product that is today and obviously sure. continuing to evolve and learn. But yeah. um, we're really excited to, to where it's come so far. So um, when we... Um when we were talking earlier, we, we were just talking about, you know, just some bits and pieces that would feed into this podcast. And um, I, what the the first thing, obviously, that struck me with the name Go is, <laughs> you know, it, it, it not that it has any particular um, connotations, but you automatically smirk when you hear goat, yeah. yeah, obviously being greatest of all time. What was the theory behind this? Yeah, so a lot of people do think it's it's greatest of all time, but it's actually not. That's oh, not that's not okay. the meaning for it. So um, I think as you do with any new brand, you, you identify the market, you Google, you kind of see what words are available. And, and it's one of those pieces where it's got to be a domain name that's available. It's got mm. to be available to purchase alongside a brand that doesn't have any kind of related um, kind of brands in market. So there's a full step process to go through and and we did the typical thing of like what what words are kind of in vogue at the moment what could be a longer term brand uh, and comparing to the main competitive set and and we really landed on goat there was a few other ones as well I think gritty was one at one stage uh, juice so we had a number of different brands which we actually tested as part of our, yeah. our brand uh, insight yeah. study uh, but goat really stood out for me in terms of just initially coming up uh, as, as the group for these uh, the initial words uh, but also in the research it really stood out I think in, in terms of the brand identity uh, yeah. which we wanted to attach to it and no one had bought goat.com.au no? no which is obviously a key part so a, um, a goat farmer perhaps maybe or, so yeah. we did the job so I actually emailed um, I think it was the domain register to find Find out who owned yeah. that domain and and got onto a guy and it ended up that person actually lived in Antarctica at the time. Um, so we bought the domain <laughs> off maybe a goat farmer in Antarctica. I don't know if they do I that. Don't <laughs> I don't know. Goats are capable of many things. Maybe they can live. Who in knows? Who knows? Yeah, it might yeah. have been a goat who I was emailing. Um, but so getting that obviously secured it, <laughs> looking at kind of the, the trademarking as such as well. But um, we're really happy that we, we ended up getting it. Uh, I think it is uh, quite distinct in terms of the competitive set. Uh, it's quite a, a shortened name. You can say it's got connotations in, in a few pop yeah. culture ways. So um, it's got a lot of extensions, I think, which makes it uh, exciting for us moving forward. Yeah, sure. And as I said, it's that um, it's that smirk that you get when you just, I don't know why it makes you smirk, but it, it does. Goats run the um, internet. If you look at kind of YouTube videos and things, they're, yeah, they're on everything at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have piggyback. I do remember um, driving through Morocco once and uh, seeing goats in trees. Yeah, great. And thinking, oh my God, how the hell do they get up there? <laughs> We're an agile so, bunch. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's an agile creature, a goat, isn't it? Which is a good thing for you. So in terms of um, the editorial proposition then, I think your very name defines in some respects your editorial position, Mel. I think you could probably talk about this. And, you know, um, coming to go, I think uh, when you uh, look at the kind of news proposition, and the way that you present your news. It's done in such a defined way. And what made you think that you would be the right person to deliver this? What was it in your background that you thought, yeah, I can hit that sweet spot? 
I think I learnt a lot uh, on my time in MX. Um, that mix of news and, and pop culture and entertainment, but that um, sense of humour mm. that can be um, can complement news. It doesn't mm. have to um, – they don't have to compete. You can enjoy humour and yeah, the that's, cheeky that's side That's quite of new, isn't it? That's quite a new phenomenon, I think. I don't. I think maybe in the sort of private eye way back in the day, or that you know that kind of thing. But that kind of mel- that melding of serious news with that irreverent, humorous angle is a, a new thing. It's yeah, um, it feels I, that way. I think it's a a sense of fun that comes through from the millennial audience that they're not one dimensional. They want um, a, a greater depth, a human sense mm. to most of these stories, and that's a big part of um, the day to day. Like editorial, editorial direction is that um, there's got to be that human connection, mm. um, and and whether that's through the sense of humour, the tone, or the story selection. Um, but the biggest thing for us is that um, when I came on board, I gave the team the directive or the the motto of um, borrowed from Barack Obama: um, <laughs> "Fired up, but not just angry." So I don't know if you've seen his video. No. Uh, there's a, a lovely animation um, to his story of why he um, uses the term are you fired up so much. And it's this idea that um, no matter how, I suppose, broken you see the world or whatever, if you're fired up, you can get some change happening. Mm. Um, whereas if you're just angry, you just sit there and wallow in that anger. Yeah. So it's... It's what can we do to fix things? Yeah, um, sure. What is the problem? Let's try and find some solutions. It goes back to sort of my um, community journalism days where it was like it was very much the solution journalism. There's no point just saying there's a huge pothole in this main street. Okay, what are we going to do about it? Or mm. there's no air conditioning in um, a lot of the public schools. What are we going to do about it? No point just whinging it's 45 degrees in the classroom. Yeah. What can be done? Yeah. Um, so it's very much a moving forward um, constant moving forward and not yeah. sort of just complaining. Um, mm. So t- tell us about how the editorial uh, desk work. Like how many are on the team and, and you know, what kind of, uh, who's making those kind of choices on the news? Are you chasing a, a news agenda that already exists or are you creating your own news agenda? I mean, how does it work? So it's a bit of a mix. We, um, we have a, a gen- the, the general motto um, is, well, theory is sassy smart and one step ahead so we're always looking for that second story from the initial breaking if you will so um where is the conversation going rather than where is it right now Mm. so jumping on the next phase of the cycle before everyone else has yeah um so taking a bit of a breather going okay what is happening where is this going to go we're going there first not this has just happened sort of thing Mm. um we have the full-time team is three full-time writers, two full-time video producers. Having said that, the video producers also are great writers, um, so very lucky in that. Um, and then we have a team of freelancers, so some who work part-time for us, others who just do individual pieces. But the idea is to get a broad mix of voices in there. Mm. Um, and then day-to-day we all jump on and workshop ideas. So we workshop story uh you know, story selection, headlines, um, images. It's very much a team effort. It's mm. not um, me sitting there going, yes, no, do better. Mm. It's <laughs> it's very much a team um, 
team experience. And I think that sort of harks back to what I loved most about MX. The team I led, it was very team orientated. You know, I, I did bounce off ideas from the other journos and from the photographic team and it was very much a collaboration Mm. and I I think it not only encourages enthusiasm within the team but also gets a more holistic product Mm. you don't end up with um, a a single voice and a single vision it's very much a team and a mix of voices and and your and your audience which has I mean obviously it would have grown over the over the last year in what ways are they engaging with you on an editorial level so, so we, what opportunities do they have to do that? So we, um, people can pitch ideas to us. Yeah. Um, we also have within um, Nova, the um, Nova Entertainment Group, they can, um, staff can pitch ideas mm. um, if they've got an experience they want to share, um, a video idea they want to share, um, they can come to us and pitch the idea, they get paid. Um, so we are very big on free, wow, okay. freelancers get paid. Yeah. Um, it's not a, you know... <laughs> slave labor work for free sort of thing um so that i think is a big big standout there's not a lot of um players in the market who do that mm. and mm. it is really important because it um sets a certain standard of what we expect yeah that's right that's right and it's interesting as well because although we talk about goat being a millennial product um i i find this really interesting because um there was a radio station that launched in the uk um that was t- completely targeted at my sort of gen x demographic and I wondered, like, are they going to just grow up with me? Is that what's going to happen? And then what happens to people coming up, you know, um, who are younger than me? Will they be tuning in? Will they end up ultimately losing their audience when we all end up in a retirement home or, you know, worse? Like, you know. Um, and I, I'd, to be honest with you, when I listen to that radio station, I don't really hear them sort of keeping up and bringing in that new audience. I think they're still stuck playing, you know, probably not as bad as Pearl Jam or anything like that but probably somewhere around there um so how does it work for you guys like are you completely honed in on that millennial audience or how do you capture those gen x's and beyond and those younger obviously who are coming up I think the biggest thing is um it's not just focusing on an age group but a state of mind that it's um the appreciation of humor and cheek in Mm. the world while also learning about the world Um, and that um, while yes it's largely in the millennial bracket that they um, jump on that um, there's also people outside of that who are interested in that that tone Mm. Um, but I think the biggest thing with any media um, product is that you have to be adaptable you can't be set in your ways and be like this is what we're always going to be it's you have to move with the times with the audience. You have mm. to be constantly aware of what's going on. Um, you just can't be you just can't be stuck in cement. Mm. You've got to move. Have there been any surprises? I mean, can you might talk about this a little bit? Any surprises in the you know what you've learned about your audience over the last year? Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. um, we get so much feedback from our audience. Uh, we adopt an off-platform strategy, which I think is quite a modern way for publishing. So we're open so to explain sh- that a little. So bit. really yeah. open to sharing our content and having it live on platforms where our audience yeah. are already engaging. Um, I think it's it's really difficult sometimes to bring audience to. You 
your own domain or whatever. Obviously, mm. that should be the end goal. But as we're in a growing phase, we're, we're willing to kind of work with on the different platforms to get people uh, reading our content. So we're across a number. We're producing a number of different pieces of content outside of just written articles. So a big part of our outputs, cartoons, mm, uh, which yeah, is quite I've unique in market. Them. And yeah. uh, they get so much engagement, so much sharing on, mm. on, on the different social platforms and really create debate, which we, we love to see as well. Additionally, with our content that we are producing, the editorial team also produced the commercial stuff as well. So that's quite new, I guess, in terms of publishers. Mm. I know a few other publishers and market are adopting a similar kind of stance at this stage. And, and for us, I think it's really um, believing that these guys know the audience best. They're in the best position to make commercial content seem as integrated, as native as possible for our audience. Yeah, sure. uh, so it's for us, it's been really successful, this model, uh, and, and our clients love it. Uh, and obviously the audience love it too. So yeah. um, it's, it's those little differences, I think, um, is what we've learnt so much about the audience we are constantly learning and constantly evolving i think uh, from what it is today to what it's going to be tomorrow is always different and we're, mm. we've always got that mentality of those small changes to make the, uh, the product better and everyone's involved right from the content team to the product team to the commercial team mm. so it's a great team effort so explain to me um as an advertiser what is available to me on goats what what the what's the inventory oh, the, great yeah, question love this one um so <laughs> we are a little bit different i guess from other publishers but there's probably elements that are the same so we have the kind of the standard branded articles yeah. um, obviously written by the content team where we've really tried to innovate is providing brands a greater uh, in, uh, integration into the core offering of our product okay. so what some of the insights shown to us in terms of our research and also just our, our market intel is that Display assets that are either static or, or just standard uh, uh, display assets don't do anything to change opinion preference for millennials. It's not enough these days just to do a static kind of display campaign. You, there's, you need more. And so we've really tried to ensure that our product suite is really different. We focus on high impact, interactive video led formats. Uh, we, for example, have interactive skins, which accompany native articles. We have unique formats like our header integration. So within the logo, the GOAT logo at the header on the top of the page, you can inter in interact with um, brand messaging within that. Wow, we that's, oh, that's yeah, interesting. Some really interesting formats. Yeah. We've got a ticker as well, which runs across our homepage, yeah, which allow that. brands to yeah. integrate too. We have a, a product called a pop-up branded channel, uh, which allows a brand to have a completely owned modular designed uh, kind of house for all their content, which we produce for a brand. Yeah, okay. And you also get a vanity URL as well. So that's goat.com.au yeah, okay. slash brand. Yeah. Um, we love kind of influencer, influencer activity as well. So using diverse voices as part of our editorial strategy, mm. um, getting those guys involved, video production, obviously. Cartoons have been, uh, as I mentioned before, really, a really big part of our output as well. Mm. And also social amplification across all our different platforms. Mm. So it's a really flexible model. Uh, I think the commercial side of things, um, we have guaranteed performance as well across all our campaigns. Wow, okay. So the content wow, we're producing, we well stand done. behind it and yeah. we know it works. Yeah. So um, it's a little bit different, but we've seen success so far. Yeah, and we're really that's excited. great. That's massive commitment, isn't it? Absolutely massive commitment. I love the idea as well at the top with your um, where your logo sits up there, having some kind of integration there because that would have been absolutely unheard of. Um, well, it probably still is in some quarters. Like there is no messing with that, yeah. you know. Um, but the fact that you're willing to kind of take that 
sort of integration on. Um, Kate, can you talk about maybe a couple of campaigns that you've run this year that you've where you have pushed the boundaries and they have been really successful for you? Yeah, fantastic. So um, we've had some really good clients on board so far, and and I love clients willing to to try a new platform. I think uh, it's it's hard these days to introduce something new into the marketing media landscape because uh, people kind of buy what they're used to, and mm. and we've been really fortunate and really um, proud of what we've done so far. So a really diverse group of clients have come on board so far from a number of different verticals, which is great to see the confidence in the platform, every, everything from finance, FMCG, entertainment, um, two of which have been really uh, a great in my eyes um, has been most recently EA Games, uh, who have come on board and did a complete buyout of the platform just recently. Uh, and it was promoting the new uh, Apex Legends product, which has just gone gangbusters. Uh, and, it, and it just looked amazing. So the header integration we touched on before, mm. having kind of all their characters within the back, a really uh, great high impact format, but really respectful to the user experience. Uh, we have a, a format called the Bold Banner, which sits at the bottom third of the page. 100% viewable, but really interactive. So um, the client provided us with like standard assets, which we then provide production services to. So having kind of smoke effects on, on the characters as well to give it that real look dynamic feel. Mm. Uh, included kind of article production as well, video production. Uh, just a really effective campaign. Mm. All the results from it so far have been um, over delivery in terms of our guaranteed performance. Uh, and we just thought it was a great campaign all yeah, in all. Excellent. So that was been a, a real favourite of mine. Yeah. Uh, additionally, uh, Hewitt Pack card as well um, from Sydney, uh, PhD, a really great campaign which which touched on a number of our core assets from our total ecosystem. Uh, and it's something that I think is the power in terms of Nova Entertainment with all our different core products. So that includes the Nova Broadcast, uh, our podcasting product with a partnership with Acast, mm. and also Goat as the complementary service. So Basically, the campaign was all about um, their cartridges, um, which are now kind of environmentally friendly. They had yeah. a sustainability message around yeah, that great. targeting millennials. So yeah. um, we did a full kind of takeover on, on GOAT. So that's like the high impact formats, the header integration. We had a bold, uh, sorry, uh, a pop-up branded channel, which housed loads of content from influencers and also our, our content team. Mm -hmm. uh, we also did an activation down at the Maritime Museum. Our, our street team is called the GOAT Kids which is obviously a great, <laughs> great name extension. So having those guys on the, on the ground, that brand in hand experience is, is a really core part of our overall story. Yeah. And then the podcasting side of things is is such a big part of our, our, our um, to market product now. So I'm yeah, okay. um, just in March had 18.1 million listens in the month, um, which is uh, 5.8 wow. million uniques. Wow, so that's an incredible number. The numbers are yeah. incredible. They've been growing month on end. Yeah. Uh, and being able to use that network and that established audience to amplify activity so mm. uh, a lot of that with uh, Osher Gunsberg was one of our, our key influences for the campaign. Yeah. Uh, so we sponsored his podcast and he also did uh, some other activity around um, the package as well. So mm. a really great cross-platform, one single idea across our full ecosystem. And, and we had an effectiveness study uh, come back recently and the results are fantastic. So yeah, a really great brand to work with, one who's yeah. willing to adopt new platforms and some great success. So, yeah. It's an interesting uh, position for you guys as well because there's certainly an education, isn't there, around what you're doing in terms of the online opportunity and the digital opportunity, which sort of is very different to anything else that you'd find in market. Um, but obviously, it's been you know really well received. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. 
From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Um, in terms of the um, podcasting side of it, there, I take it there are goat go podcasts that go out? Yes, we, ha- we, yeah. had, um, we started with a politics one, um, which we'll be bring- we're bringing back for the election. Oh, wow, okay. Um, but yes, moving forward, we'll have a lot more of our own, but we can tap into the Acast collection as well. Right, okay. Tell us a little about the Acast setup and situation. Yes. I don't know a massive amount about that, to be honest. So together, we are Australia's biggest audio marketplace. Um, we are number one in terms of total size, and I think uh, in terms of the content we have across the platform is leading as well so everything um since being partners with acast now i think it must be over over 24 months i think so i always used to say 18 months but i felt like i kept saying that every single month so the timings have changed but it's been a fantastic relationship we work really well that they're in our office here they sit in the city office yeah Uh, and um for us it's all about content so acast constantly signing new new publishers onto the platform um they bbc uh, obviously is internationally we they represent them here um so we work with them as their official kind of sales house to take it to market Uh, alongside that we have our own content which we're always producing um just recently um and coming to market really soon is the andrew denton interview podcast um so that's a relationship that we've formed with um his himself and also his production arm yeah Uh, so working to kind of build out that new product uh, additionally, News uh, News Corp uh, and Police Tape. Yeah, uh, I saw this. Really yeah. great podcast. That's an interesting tie-up between you two. Absolutely. Yeah, Where yeah. the leaders in, in I guess, yeah. audio and, and those guys are great storytellers. So, yeah, of course. Uh, I think it's a really yeah. great relationship and uh, and that's uh, hosted by Merrick, which is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. awesome as well. Yeah. Uh, and a lot more to come from, from that relationship. So, for us, it's just really about understanding what our audience wants and, and producing products and, and that kind of resonate and also... Answer, uh, mm. in the audio space um, mm. so it's exciting times yeah and um so you're talking about the politics and um, podcasts obviously given that an election has just been called mm-hmm. um so interesting news day for you mel so yes. i'm probably just taking you away on one of <laughs> you know we're, we're already on it <laughs> it's the busiest news day of the year and you're in here with us it's but, been a long um, time coming it I has think, yeah. been a long time coming hasn't it <laughs> yeah. they were eking it out weren't they um but uh yeah so in terms of your political podcast and um, it's interesting, like who would host that, and how also um, you would bring a variety of voices into Goat as well. So how how does that work exactly? So the podcast will be hosted this time by um, Michelle Stevenson, our news director from um, Nova Entertainment. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she'll be the um, main host, and then we'll be having a variety of voices both within the team um, and uh, politicians. Yeah, so okay. a broad spectrum of politicians. Right. Um, but the big focus um, is I wanted it to be issues-based rather than 
um, policy and point scoring and all that. It's going to be here are the big issues that affect millennials. Yes. We're going to deep dive and we are going to try and find some solutions. Yeah, okay. So things like diversity, both within parliament and in business um, and in the media, uh, youth employment, um, tech is a huge industry, um, sometimes undervalued mm. from the wider public, mm. but, um, you know, that includes NBN. Where is that going? What, you know, yes. how is that impacting yeah. on young people? Um, but then, you know, we've got things like what do we want from our leaders? What do we expect mm. from a political leader in this day and age? Um, but giving it's it, we're going out to millennials and asking them those questions as well. So they will have voice on the podcast. Yeah, great. Okay. So it's not just us yeah. banging on. It'll yeah. be yeah, yeah. actual like, yeah. young people voicing their opinions. Does that irreverent, not irreverent, because irreverence suggests a sort of a, a, a non-caring attitude, but um, that kind of uh, humorous tone of voice, would that be carried through on those, do you think? Or is there times where you just, you go, okay, hold on a minute, this is really serious stuff now, so... I think we know when to draw the line. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. But there is definitely humour in politics. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are some great yes. characters that you just... Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you just sit back and applaud. Yeah. Um, you couldn't write it. No, no, um, you couldn't, no. So I think knowing that line, um, we do, you know, there are very serious issues that um, we will... Um, you know, we'll treat with, you know, some use some gifts and things like that that really speak to the the sort of um, char- that, that sort of character quirks of the story. But, yes, we do discuss the serious issues yeah. um, without overstepping the mark where it's just taking the piss, if you will. Yeah, sure, um, sure. But there will be some comedy special within the podcast. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, excellent. But there will be some cheek, excellent. appropriate cheek. So when we and so we're talking obviously about podcasts being a, a very nice sort of extension of Go. Are there any other sort of brand extensions planned at all? Yeah, absolutely. So this is something we're we're constantly working on. Uh, for us, it's been about establishing the brand and getting that kind of recall and awareness. But uh, I think to stay alive in this day and age, you have to keep looking at other platforms. Audio is obviously an easy one for us, being mm. experts and being yes. doing it for so long with Nova Entertainment. Um, smart speakers has has obviously been uh, the next step for us after mm. podcasts. So really looking at that experience, that conversational kind of tone that's required in in terms of uh, working with uh, smart speakers. So how does the GOAT news, the debrief, what does that look like on a smart speaker? And it's something that we're workshopping at the moment, which I oh, think is really? so, a really nice space for us. Yeah, so a case of someone can wake up in the morning and say, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, give me the, the GOAT debrief. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it's also how you monetize that as well. I don't, you know, how you touch a commercial value to that. That's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if anyone's even achieved that yet. I don't think, think, think no. so either. And I yeah. think um, it's an exciting space because uh, I think a lot of searching now is coming on to, to voice. I yes. think the latest stat I've seen is 20, 25% is now voice search across Google. Um, so it's a space that we'd love to be a major player in uh, and just looking at what's our right moment of the day. When's that time do we have? have that relationship with the user and how can Goat play a part of that. I think that's mm. exciting. We've, we just recently launched our, our first Alexa skill with Nova. Uh, so you can now ask Alexa to play the, the Nova streams in all the, the Cap Cities yeah. alongside yeah. giving feedback on, on the track that's played or even asking who was the artist and song. So yeah, okay, a first great. step for us, um, but obviously a journey we really want to be a part of and also bring brands involved as well. So uh, we're doing a number of workshops at the moment with some of our key partners 
brands mm. to really work out what that opportunity looks like for brands to be involved mm. uh, in our, mm. uh, our smart speaker Because in some ways, the brands are almost dependent on guys like you bringing that voice capability to life, I think, because it's actually quite a scary proposition for a brand. Because we were talking about this at uh, um, an event we hosted recently with one of the guys from Deloitte who was saying, you know, um, the issue is, is that you will be shopping using voice, but you won't be naming the brand of the product that you require. So brands will will fight to somehow get into this space. So I think it is really interesting. Like so much will happen over the next couple of years there, but they will definitely have to kind of jump onto products such as this for to make it work for I, them. I agree and yeah. I think even like Apple uh, Apple Amazon and Google they are still working out their commercial model too yes, so yeah, for yeah. Google the having the search links has been such a, a big part of their overall revenue mm. um, but now looking for maybe one recommendation in an audio request how do you, how do you monetize that how, is it a bidding system so I know they're doing yeah, loads right. of work yeah. somewhere trying to yeah, work yeah. that out so we're trying to somehow predict what they're doing and also yeah. create <laughs> an opportunity yeah. for us to leverage our relationship mm. uh, and we talk a lot about the kind of connected experience so someone having um, using broadcast in a way for that immediacy the relationship with the announcers on air in their car or whatever how does that relationship then continue from the different devices when they get into the office they're mm. listening streaming uh, are they also at home kind of asking for something different a different experience or a news update so how can Nova Entertainment with all our different brands and products be a part of that journey throughout the day for our consumers. Mm. I think the big thing for me and having worked in print, digital, TV, radio, uh, I think the no matter what, which platform you're in, which company, what, what you have to follow the audience. You have to listen to the audience and work out where they are and what platforms they're using and, and how they consume media. You can't fight it. Mm. You, you have, they are the core. And if you disrespect the audience, you're done. Yeah, that's right. You, yeah. you have to constant like they are at the forefront of everything and that goes for the advertising side, the editorial side. Yep. You mm. have to listen to them. Mm. So the way I sort of treat the goat, uh, you know, goat.com.au as a, a daily habit is treating it like the pub briefing. So if you're heading into the pub, we're going to give you a curated curiosity of all the things people are talking about before you head to the bar so you don't sound like a twat. <laughs> you have a bit of a few talking points kind of like how politicians get their briefing papers, you're going to have, here are the hot topics, a little bit, some humour, you'll be fine in the bar. You won't, you know, you can, oh, yes, yeah, saw that, or what about this viral video, yeah. or I heard about that policy, or, you know. Mm. So it's 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 being on top of things, but you don't have to be overwhelmed. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it is important, isn't it, about understanding your audience. I mean, I, I guess you guys would try and understand um your main core readership what their journey is throughout the day their, their, their listening habits what time of day is that they would be checking in with you um have you seen any interesting patterns there at all i just you know is it that people are on the traveling in the morning and they're checking in with you or sort of downtime in the evenings and, you know, a lot yeah, of evenings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, evenings are really strong for <laughs> oh, us. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so okay. at the moment we are yeah. mobile first products, so yeah. it's very much around that snackable yes. mobile uh, yeah. daily habit. So yeah. I think that's impacted a lot of the, the insights we've seen. But, 
yeah, evenings are really strong. And I think it's people dual screening, people also having a bit yeah, more time right. to engage, probably catching up on shared links and articles mm. that your friends have been sending through the day. And and I think for us, it's about just owning those moments. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. being really focused on we're happy to have this moment of the day for someone to come and check us out and read three or two articles or whatever. Yeah. And, and having that relationship rather than being something for everyone. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's um, been Mel, the most exciting. That- does that inform how you what you're delivering at certain times? Do you hold back on things and go, do you know what, we'll go at seven o'clock tonight on that? Or? With video and things like that, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, when they're sort of, if they, if they can hold, yes. But if there's breaking news or it's a big story, we jump on it straight away with yeah, that okay. sort of element. We wouldn't hold it for hours. Yeah. Um, but it is being mindful of how the audience behaves. You know, what time do we put certain Instagram posts up? Um, but video in particular, because you need someone to be paying attention um for you know a minute or whatever mm. um you, you can't you can't push where they're go- if they're going to be online or not there's yeah. no point putting it out at two o'clock in the morning when they're asleep mm. um yeah, but yeah right. it's yeah. It, that the the evenings are when we get in the most we get the most engagement and so it's also being mindful we have to watch the comments so yeah of course yeah, yeah, so, yeah, keeping yeah. so you've got eye. the moderators it's like, largely me just checking that you know we want a healthy discussion it's also like seeing if um and if the audience were just like no totally don't agree with you there um we need to be mindful of that um mm. but you ideally want a 50 50 you want both sides of the conversation that's a healthy debate yeah that's um, right. yeah, yeah so when we get yeah. those moments that's like perfect yeah I always find it amusing when I read certain news sites and they'll say, um, moderators have stopped, we're closing comments. It's like, uh, okay, okay, yeah, nice. we, uh, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, um, but um, okay, so we were talking about uh, brand extensions and I was also interested in sort of goes integration with music and Nova's heritage, obviously, in music. Um, is that likely to go anywhere? Yeah, absolutely. It's something that we've highlighted from day one. Um, music is such a part of the heritage of our business and mm. we do so much in terms of our Red Room executions and, and also just our output on air. Um, we've done a few little test projects so far okay. to kind of understand like what that looks like. Um, how different is it from the Nova core audience? Um, mm. What type of music does our GOAT audience like? And we've got a number of developments we're working on now. So um, oh, watch out for this year. <laughs> I, I guess the first point for us is just looking at how do we support uh, a Nova Red Room? And that's probably the first step for us is yes. like, what, what can we do to really empower that? Because it's such a great execution yes. and a part of our, our ecosystem already. And then what is uh, the GOAT Red Room look like? And and what experience is that? What type of music is it? Do we use other partners? What does the brand and commercial messaging look like as well? Yeah, okay. And it could be everything from uh, different video series, which we're, we're currently workshopping, to live events, pop-up events, or, or mm. more kind of white labels. So Yeah, fascinating. It's, it's really exciting. And we know yeah. millennial audiences, our audience as well, music is such a key part of that. And uh, it, it'd be crazy for us to not to dive straight mm. in. So, But we're just mm. being reserved at this stage to get it right. Yeah, uh, And obviously we'll throw everything at it because it's such a big part. We've yeah. had some um, really positive activations. Um, we had O-Week at a couple of universities in Sydney and Melbourne um, and we were at TEDx uh, Youth um, oh, last week. Yeah. So that was, TEDx was really interesting. Um, we, we have a series, a video series called Goat Confessionals. And so it's asking people, um, a, whatever the topic might be, we've done um, your best, worst backhanded compliments. Um, <laughs> to when we were at um, the universities, it was how do you survive on minimum wage? Yes. 
So it was yeah. these questions of getting a diverse range of voices, but TEDx was fascinating. Like we had really great response from these young people. It was it was purely aimed at thirties and under, mm. um, and just a lot of teenagers who were real had some great ideas, like really great. So one of the key questions we asked them was, "What would your TED talk be on?" Yeah, because everyone jokes that they've got their own TED Everyone's. talk up their sleeve. <laughs> um, these kids had great answers, like yeah. really, they they want to fix things, and I think that's yeah, very really, switched on. Yeah, it, it's just not you know giving up. There's this. We, like taking the reins and like you know what we will fix it we will figure out how to get this done we're not just gonna sit there sit and complain and moan yeah and that yeah. was a really good partnership where we just went not only good branding but it was it was great to talk to them directly and and have that presence and hear what they had to say mm. and mm. I, I was surprised uh sometimes it can be daunting asking people to go on camera and share their thoughts yes. <laughs> and feelings but it was just, it was really uplifting. Yeah, that's great. Really great ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really lovely positive message as well because, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we live in strange times. So, um, yeah, that's that's good to hear. It's excellent. Um, I thought I thought we'd finish up. So I think we, um, we've spoken quite a lot. on. And as I said, this is a pretty busy news day for you. So um, the final thing that I wanted to ask is about the cartoons. Um, who who draws them? So we have just, a mix. Okay, um, we have a mix um, that cover everything from your more sort of traditional politics um, or news events to um, one of our uh, um, illustrators, Justine Morrison, um, looks at the quirkier side of life, um, and so she has this lovely style that she's done. Um, like your star signs based on Aussie snacks that did went gangbusters. <laughs> um, she's looked at pop culture. So there's yeah. been um, Broad City, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, we've had, she helped out, uh, participated in International Women's, like our International Women's Day week. One day is not enough. We had no. a whole week. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of, it touches, it's that mix of news, pop culture and conversation mm. and the cartoons really hit on that. Mm. Um, I think you should do a gallery exhibition of them. I think they're, they're so They're beautiful. Good. Some they're of them so re- beautiful. make great tea towels. Yeah, they would. <laughs> or a goat calendar yeah. of the best cartoons or something. Like, Posters. That's your, that's your brand extension How right good. there, isn't it? And <laughs> calendars. Uh, goat calendars. I love that. I'd buy Price three. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I think brands are really understanding now that kind of visual storytelling is really important. And, yeah. and uh, we've had a yeah. number of brands come on the on platform now with cartoons. And Oh, really? Yeah, I love it. I think like it's, who? So exactly. a couple of universities have done it yeah. um, and it just really cuts through when you think about it like having that kind of subtle branding in a visual way that a cartoon yeah. kind of represents yeah. uh, is I think a really interesting space to play and, and we can kind of facilitate that as well and and we we love the visual side of things we've got a great guy in our team Jamison who who does he's amazing on Photoshop and I always walk past his decks to see what he's working on I think is that work or is that not it looks too fun yeah. uh, but he just creates really fun imagery which cuts through and I think it helps us in terms of our social amplification yeah. alongside just making the site feel really dynamic and fresh. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it's a really big part of our yeah. overall story. We've really got Instagram to thank for that, I yeah. think, haven't yes. we? Do yes. you know what I mean? Because, like, I always, so, um, you know, having been a journalist just before these, well, just at the time of the dot-com boom and then moving into dot-com boom and, and people saying we lost so much of the kind of visual, the visual aspect when everything moved online. And I think we did, but thankfully... 
thanks to Instagram, we're kind of shifting a little yep. bit back to that. I think that's a and real that's fo- a really lovely thing, isn't it? And that's a real focus for us with every one of our stories. We're workshopping the imagery, the headline, the push on social media, everything. So the whole team gets mm. their say on it. And sometimes it's like, hey, we could tweak that photo. We can make it ours. Yes. We want to stand out. We want to be different. We don't want to run with the stock images or mm. the you know, the, the general news shots of a presser that have been run a thousand times over, we want to stand out. So mm. where we can, we really harness that. We jump mm. on it and have some fun with and it. And I'd mm. say even the headline for me is a visual way as well. And oh, I think really? our headline's quite different from the competitors. It's much longer and we kind of give all the information. There's always a humour humor angle to yes, it. Yeah. And having that together, the visual kind of imagery, the hero imagery uh, alongside the cell and the headline, mm. the package together for me is is the visual bit that I, that I think is, mm. is most important. Uh, Impressive mm. from us, uh, and it's amazing with the headlines. Some of the stuff that the content team come up with are yeah, amazing. I know, they're, I know they're very good. It really does yeah, sell yeah. the article, and I think it, it's in, critical these days when people have such minimal time to allow for any a, additional attention. Um, you have to cut through in a, in a way that's familiar, it's the, the right tone of voice, and also yeah. hitting the the yeah. marks that we have on social. Yeah. So um, just to wrap up then, Kane. So what? Uh, what is commercially? What? What does the next year look like? What are you looking forward to? And how's it shaping up? Yeah, looking really good. We're we're ahead of our expectations in terms of audience numbers, also commercially. So I think we're in a really great position. Um, being lucky to have a really um, welcoming board uh, right from the get go, entrusting us to build a different product and mm. kind of diversifying our, our digital assets. So uh, it's been great in that way. I think for us, it's really just focusing down on. Uh, more efficiencies across the, the platform, constantly growing in terms of the executions and, and the offers, the products we're offering to market, really working closely with our, our agency partners and, and direct mm. clients uh, to deliver what they want and, and make sure we have successful campaigns, uh, bring more brands onto the platform, uh, work with the content team closer to, to create great content. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be a really exciting year. So look forward to the next year in 12 months yes. when we do another podcast. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's do it again in 12 months. I'd love to. And, Lock see it in. W- and see where we're at in 12 months' time. What about you, Mel? What about you for the next year? I if think... you've got you know, some big things coming up, like, uh, you know, locally and issues-wise, it's there's a lot happening. Definitely. I think the thing that um, inspires me each day is watching my team constantly push the boundaries mm-hmm. and they're, they're enthusiastic and the way that they all work together and that they genuinely care for each other in a team. And I don't think you always get that. Mm. Um, and so that's really nice for me to come to work and see them all pull together and throw in, yeah. I- share ideas and support each other. Like media is tough. It's mm-hmm. really like, it can be absolutely ruthless. And I think watching everyone pull together um, and throw in ideas, the fact that we have people who, you know, writers who can do great Photoshop and video people who can also write, mm. that's a rarity. Like, yes, it really, really, is. really lucky. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just watching them constantly try and do better every day of we can change this, we can, you know, get into this field, we can, you know, we can m- m- um, use Photoshop better here or we can tweak this headline there and it's constant learning and I love that they're all on board for that. Mm, fabulous. Okay, well, thanks, guys. Thank you so Thank much you. for your time today. It's excellent. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's reconvene in 12 months Definitely. and do this again. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.